Here we go. Potaholics time. And it is PowerWorks with Glenn Power from PowerWorks Automotive. Myself, James Pikeaway, the podcast of all podcasts, because not only do we have Glenn in the house, we've got, I don't know, who do we call him? So if we got the Lone Ranger, we got Tonto. <laughs> If Glenn's the Lone Ranger of automotives, that makes Colin Thomas the Tonto of automotive stuff. That's unlucky. (laughs) That's unlucky. I'm no longer the Lone Ranger now, anyway. (laughs) No, I've got my uh, partner from the UK. He's here. Which is awesome. Yeah. Well, we're talking cars and stuff. And people will be wondering, you know, why is Colin joining in on this? He is the We Will Fix It guy. He's also the Pajero man, which I, I still haven't figured out how you've come to terms with the fact that the Pajero might. Hasn't it, it, Have we heard officially, have we gotten a letter from Mitsubishi saying that the Pajeros are being wound down? We don't talk about that, James. <laughs> <laughs> it's not big. It's not clever. We signed off last week talking about that. And now we're going to start with an episode talking about and it. And I saw, I saw one outside PowerWorks and I said, oh, that must be one of Colin's new ones. No, the one outside PowerWorks is one of my old ones, actually. It's pretty nice Glenn, looking, actually. Glenn-ers. No, no, that probably was a different one you saw. I've got it's three. Gray. It's a grey one. It's not white. He's he's driving the brown one, isn't he? The white one. The white one. Yeah, no the brown van. This is a great. Yeah. <laughs> That's driving now. The white one. Oh yeah. Oh well done, you. I love that one. That was really good. No, this was a nice gray one. I actually I slowed down and took a look. I thought, wow, that's a really nice. The problem with the white the white one is I sat in the seat when I first got it up and running again, yeah. and the leather just split. <laughs> oh, are you kidding? So that was yeah, sayonara. Yeah, we can get that fixed. Sorry, job out. man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, we know a guy. We do know a guy. See, that's the odd thing, because in the background, when we're not podcasting, um, Glenn's kind of looking after the entire fleet, which is now, well... How many, how many vehicles are you up to? Uh, well, on the list is 52, that's, but... That's a lot of vehicles. Well, no, I've just bought another two that I haven't even told Glenn about yet. <laughs> Actually, another three, sorry, um, that I haven't told Glenn about yet. And also, I need another kind of three or four. We're going crazy at the moment. So it's a, it's, it is, it's a big old fleet. What, and what's the market like to get the vans? Is that pretty easy? No, no. it's an absolute nightmare. Um, I have to make a commitment to buy a large quantity uh-huh. and then I kind of call them off. But <laughs> you, you're basically gambling that they're going to come back in the kind of condition that we need. And it, it, it's a really difficult one to manage. But So it's almost feast of famine. It's probably the best yeah. way of explaining it. That um, when we need them, there is normally zero chance that there is any of any quality <laughs> anywhere, which is the fun bit. So then I buy absolute and utter garbage and then throw it at Glenn and go, make it new again. You haven't bought a bad one for a while. <laughs> that last scrap one was a bit dodgy, don't you think? Yeah, it was scrap though, weren't it? I know, but I enjoy those more. Mm. You know, yeah. so we, it's been a while. We had them. Um, I bought in two ambulances, 2009 oh. ambulances. They were good, weren't they, Glenn? I enjoyed those. They were brand new, like literally delivery mileage. But what were they, T5s, weren't they? So they were 2009 yeah, were those, and they had 10 moved. years old. Oh, and so we're talking all of the rubber gaskets. They were kitted out as ambulances as well. Really? Yeah, yeah. Full, full stretches and everything. Yeah, everything in the back. Nice. It's like Ghostbusters. Oh, it was, but we, unfortunately we couldn't keep them that way for very long. <laughs> um, and they became the first two essential maintenance vehicles. Hmm. So the blue vans that you see on the road, um, the, the original ones were ambulances, believe it or not, before we converted them back. And um, they were. They were an absolute nightmare, weren't they? It was just getting the stuff out and putting them back to original that was the hardest part yeah all sorts of stuff weird and wonderful modifications to acs and yeah 
Well, we got there. Cost about, I think, I think it was like 12 to 15 for each one, which you don't really think about that that much. Yeah. But for us, they were perfect because it meant that we get the entire lifetime of them instead of them coming to us at normally 70,000, 80,000 at mm. best. And so how long do you, you keep your vehicles for? If they're coming in, in at 80,000 kilometers, how long do they live for? Normally three years, which should take them to 240 to 250. It's normally right. when we get rid of them or I then sell them back to Glenn like the, um, <laughs> the brown fan <laughs> that he's currently got. Actually, that's a really good one. Yeah, we've sold we've sold a couple to the No More Bottles people and over 300. Yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah, we had those. And they've been really good. He's had a clutch and that's it. Nothing. That was else. lucky. Oh, jeez. Hi, Ian. Hope you're well. Um, still talking to me, actually, so they must have been good. <laughs> no, they have been. We've had one in this morning, first thing. Um, got a, a leak from the flange. Great word. Flange on the gearbox. Nice flange. Uh-oh. Yeah. So uh, otherwise, straightforward, that's just maintenance. Yeah. yeah, good news. Well, also, we hold four scrap vehicles with Glenn um, for the simple reason that we it's so expensive to maintain certain mm. parts of the vehicles are just a real pain to get hold of in terms of just supply. Um, and also, if ever we have a crash, we can actually sell panels to the insurance company that, that is going to do the repair. Ah, okay. Which works out quite well. <laughs> um on the whole but it is more down to convenience than anything yeah. else convenience and price just to keep it because when you've got 50 vehicles it, it really does add up um, what, what's required so uh, people will be wondering why is Colin interloping onto the Powerworks show well Joey Woo Woo will be wondering that for sure who he's made quite a you know he's making a lot of statements he, he, he wants to get you know he's going to get like WWE yeah be like Joey Woo Woo is my brother show. A- Joey Woo Woo, aka Joey Chernobyl. Uh, th- that's a little bit of a long story, but I'll. I'll so he he's a he's a uh, works. He was a mechanic actually for many many years. General Motors. Uh, he reminded me, by the way, of the Buick Regal that I took off roading that also had a chrome differential cover on it. Uh, that made it faster. <laughs> Absolutely, it was it was it was a nice it, velour seats. Oh. A story about a diff cover for you later, if you want. <laughs> but so Joey Wu, also known as Joey Chernobyl, because he works on uh, equipment now, rebuilding some equipment that are used to help change the fuel rods in nuclear power plants. Oh, does he glow? That's why I call him Joey Chernobyl. Nice. He wears this PPE suit that makes him look like one of those inflatable boxing sumo wrestlers. That's a good look. Yeah, James yeah. has the bright shirts. And Joey has the bright skin. <laughs> and he signs off everything with his woo-woo. You know, that's, and he's known as Joey. So that's his legit number plate on that video you yeah, sent me. Yeah, that's yeah. Amazing. If your number plate says woo-woo. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, legit number plate. And uh, he was actually it's looking. Not his favorite drink though, right? He doesn't like drinking a woo-woo, does he? I don't even know what a woo-woo is. It's an awful champagne cocktail nah. for the. No, he just, he drinks awful Heineken. Oh. He, he drinks Heineken. Yeah. Oh, he's a definite dude. Yeah, no, we're good with that. We are definitely good with that. Anyway, sends us all sorts of pictures of his chrome. Well, the last one, because Glenn obviously has some issues with blinding chrome, and he sends me a picture of his pickup truck, which he drives, that obviously has chrome bumpers, as you would. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm all good with chrome bumpers, as long as it is of a vintage. Yeah, exactly my point. Yeah, yeah these are real chrome bumpers. I mean, on... But it's the vehicle of a vintage. No. Well, if you call 2019 vintage. And he's shooting. <laughs> Joey Woo Woo, it's a no. It's a definite yeah. no. It's a cast iron no. Sick of it and being blinded by it. It's, 
That's not right. So, so Glenn sends me a message and I, I just copy it and send it to, to him. And he writes back and says, I'm not quite sure what Glenn's talking about in this message. So I had to actually translate accent, it. Yeah. it and, but he sent it in words. I still had to translate it into Canadian English and send it back. It goes, oh, okay, I'm good with that. <laughs> <laughs> English people are like that with me anyway. So especially now DJ's here. Nobody understands a word that we're saying. Well, where's he? Is he from your neck? There was a originally well? Chesterfield. He's been in Hull for the last oh, no. 10 years. Nine I mean, years. so hold on a sec. There's people a hole in there's a my, my son lives in Hull. My wife is from Hull. Quebec? No, no. She's, she, <laughs> oh, no, no. A slightly different one. I think this one's just a little bit more down market. Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, you see, that's what is the question because, you know, Hull in Canada is across from Ottawa and there's nothing up market about Hull. Like, oh, no, no. I'll take your Hull and I'll go down market a long, long way. She, it's so down market that she won't admit that she's from Hull. She claims she's from Beverly. It's five miles away. There you Absolute go. joke. Wow. Yes. Okay. Appalled. So why am I here, James? Yeah. There's, there's silence. Okay, well, there's kind of a couple of aspects to this, which was... Even Glenn's wondering that, actually. Well, no, no, no it's due to Glenn that I'm here. It's, my it's fault. his fault. My yeah. fault. Because he arrived late, and these days... Often I'm, late. True. Um, these days, I'm, uh, I'm not in the office all that often, so I'm trying to cram in everything to one day. So one of the things I need to do is we have this big status update, which is basically a sheet of A3 with every single vehicle that we own and all sorts of colour codes that are going on. So this morning I did my van update meeting first thing and found that we've got a few at PowerWorks at the moment that sound like they could be in deep trouble. Uh-oh. Yeah. So what I thought I'd do is quiz Glenn live on air about those and more importantly, my 2009... Volvo XC90. Good news first, then. That I forgot I owned. <laughs> <laughs> Which happens quite a lot. You won't you imagine how often this happens. Good right. news first. I totally forgot about it. Right, go on then. Volvo parts all here. No. Wow. Car will be finished before midday tomorrow. That's incredible. Because we've also got Kevin, our old operations manager, who's uh, coming into town. Mm -hmm. And um, we were going to have to get him something that was horrific. And now, instead, he's got... They don't have to get him anything or anything. They've already got something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, bless him. Actually, I think Kev will bomb with this, because he uh, he doesn't like a big car. Whenever he so, used to get his hands on mine, he, the, the, he had the biggest smile. It really so, was. the XC90, what did you have to do to it? Uh, how long have we got, like... Oh, what, did, what did he have to do versus what he's actually Because this is, this is the vehicle that came in at, you bought it at a bargain price. We heard, off air we were talking about the story that uh, yeah. someone else had bought it and then, but you really wanted it and you got it for really a steal. So where it was, was this, this XE90 had originally turned up on the group I tell you a lot about, which is the British Dads of Dubai. And it was a guy who was leaving and he said, look, this has been a great car for us and um, we'd like to kind of pay it forward. And, um, and so for 5,000, it's, it's anyone who wants it. Yeah. I happened to see that 30 seconds after he posted it. But you know, because for me, it's kind of like a hobby in trading. It wasn't really a, a pay it forward kind of scenario. So what I said was, of course I'll have it. Yeah. However, if there's somebody who is more suited for this, then, then I'll pass on this occasion. To which actually it turned out that a friend of mine did desperately need a car. So um, he got it and um, he drove it really happily for like eight, nine months. 
Now, it turns out he did very little to the car during that period. And before, Did he do anything to the car? No. <laughs> well, he's quite mechanically minded, but I just think he was quite mechanically absent-minded on this occasion. So he did eight or nine months of pretty much free motoring. And then it came, and it was kind of a transfer that happened as lots of these car transfers happen, which is Dan told me that we now own a car. Okay, So, so Dan, Dan's also into the car stuff. Yeah, yeah, Dan's... Well, no, Dan... It's kind of like a, a, a thing that the two of us have been doing for years, which is if one of us fancies a car, but we want to do it during work time, we'll both buy it together. And that way it's work activity because we're both doing it. Uh-huh. So I was told we bought a car and um, I'm like, oh, what is it? It's like XC90. I'm like, brilliant. It was that one that we missed out on <laughs> like seven, seven odd months ago. And he's like, you're not going to believe this. It is that one. I'm like, oh, okay, great. Well, that, at least that means that the headlight will have been sorted and it desperately needed a service before that one. So that must be all done. No. <laughs> so I do what I always do in this situation, which is try and drop it to PowerWorks when Glenn isn't there. <laughs> And then try and get a, a list from him. And he, bless him, I, I don't know how many times I've asked you to do this, which is, can you give me the list of, of what what's needed? And I get this list back, and, I'm, and literally, the number of crosses crosses out that happen is quite dramatic. See, it's the, the needed word. The pronunciation changes. Yeah. It's needed as in needed or needed. Is it going to kill me not having On this? a text message, that's impossible. <laughs> So that's, but that is honestly, when you've got an older car, actually, as you yeah. well know, we had this conversation about the, the, the Wrangler as well. But with these cars, what you're aiming to do is, I, I'm not trying to get it back to concourse. I've got no interest in that. Yeah. What I want is, I don't want it to kill me. And ideally, I want enough fixed with it so that it's not going to kill itself. That's where yeah, we're okay. getting to. Yeah, I get that. Common sense. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's common sense. Now, Glenn is a mechanic could not just send me straight off the bat a common sense quote because actually it would be um it would be really not good for a professional to do that <laughs> because there's so much more that is needed to get make that car right right yeah um so instead he sends me the full quote knowing fully well that i'm going to go ah and then literally we cut it down we get to something and then what we're doing on this occasion is i've left all the bushes for instance um and we're going to fix everything else up and then i'm going to drive the car again and work out okay how desperately do we need those bushes mm, mm. and um from that hopefully we'll, we'll work a happy medium which can work for everybody okay so glenn what do you actually think needs to be done to this car well like i said we've not got long enough have we but there's a list on it the problem with volvos is the sp- supply here for parts that's the major major issue I don't know whether it's because they didn't sell enough or they're just so, so expensive. They just, and everything's ordered. Like you've got to order it for weeks. There's no aftermarket supply because they're not that common. So and trading after, enterprises doesn't have a raft of the. Yeah, trading enterprises have a raft of parts, but trading enterprises oh, seem okay. to just want a 20 day order. Everything. You know, right. it's like yeah. we haven't got them in, they'll hold two or three of each and keep them for their own service cars. And, and then obviously there's the, they just, throw a dart at a dartboard okay. and times the number by 20 and put a zero on the end and that's your price for your part. It's crazy. Yeah. Now we can get them from the UK but it's three to four weeks special order. Mm. And in this in- instance, it, that's probably what we'll do should we need the bushes in the end. I think that's where we're going to go with it, right? And, and we'll save a fortune. We can wait and that's what it's worth doing. But in, in terms of now, it's... Th- there's three criteria for the car. You've got to have good tyres and good brakes, of course. Right. And it's got to be dry of everything. So yeah. engine 
oil, fuel and water. Is the, and, and then brake fluid, obviously, couldn't cover that with brakes. But at that point, as long as the car's safe. Now, this has got a few issues with suspension bushes in terms mm. of there's probably only two or three that aren't starting to fall apart. That's only great. two I've or got, three. I've got two or three that are perfect. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> two out of three ain't bad. That's a, that's a song by Milov. Now, I heard two out of three as well. What Glenn actually said was two or three. And considering three. How, how many bushes there are. But, you know, we just get to... And, if it was a case of the tyres were being chewed apart and they were, they were wearing unevenly and we would obviously pinpoint the cause of that is the bushes, then we've got a false economy of mm. don't do the bushes to save money, but then do the tyres every six weeks. And there's no point because that again comes back to the three criteria. Well, the tyres need to be good. Yeah. So there's absolutely no... Anything beyond safety is common sense with a car like this. And to be honest, it's not a showroom model. And most cars we see on, there's not many people that will come in and, and you appreciate this, will say, yeah. I want it back to showroom spec, which is one of the problems for me, which I have. Because mm. that's how I, I was always trained. I'm a dealer yeah. mechanic. I wasn't, a, I, I never did it in a, in a back street. That's like my brother, same, same issue. He's always looking at, hey, I want to bring it right yeah. back to factory. And, and I've got that with DJ now, like I'm trying to explain to him, look, mate. <laughs> How's it going? This plastic that's just fallen off in your hands on the X5, it's not your fault. Don't worry about it. The car's 11 years old and they all do it. There's nothing we can do. The new part's 25,000 dirhams. He's not going to buy a new one. And there's nothing you can do. And, and that's just, oh, but we need to, well, no, we, we can't. And we have a situation often where my list that I create or the list that one of my technicians creates, I can't present that in its totality to the customer yeah. unless they've asked me. You know, or right. unless there's say a head gasket failure where it's going to be a big repair and then I need to say well is it worth fixing this car mm. so you have to break it down into we can do this do this do this but also if you've got if, as a customer if you've got at least a little bit of knowledge you can also break it down and or ask the right questions for Glenn yeah. to work out which bits I really need to do now for safety and what stuff we can just extend over yeah. a period and, and, and work a little bit at a time and that's really where the XC90 comes and it's a really fun project I mean I love project cars as you well know and this is going to be a really good one um, but it's so critical that we or that we get it um, nice and safe so that when Kev's driving it um, there are there are no issues or no safety issues for him yeah. well that's good so yeah. it's it's going to be ready to go in, in a, you know, a day 12, in a 24 day. hours yeah. wow. now that is good news now the reason the actual reason I'm here is for the fleet okay. and this is where it's all going to get a little bit more exciting to say the least so let's start off with um, a bit of backstory on the 2012 Sprinter that I bought it oh. only done 36,000 kilometres I think it was originally check that figure that's pretty good oh it, it really is i mean it's it's virtually as new apart from a few minor issues and glenn what was the first issue that we we, we found inside i think uh, i think it was like a two minutes of delivery somebody had driven the van into something smashed the sump off of it and left the engine running oh so the engine wasn't too great at that moment no so there was no oil at all being circulated through the engine well no. it, it didn't it didn't have oil circulating through the engine because the engine didn't turn over it was totally yeah. and oh. locked yeah. yeah nice yeah, we've had all sorts of problems with it yeah and again being a diesel sprinter there's not many there's not that many parts available off the shelf mm. it's, it's a it's a problem we had the issue with the crafters as well 
just for whatever reason, that whether there's just no space or there's the so, cost or so. What do you do in that? What do you do in that context? End up waiting for everything and trying to MacGyver what we can and. Uh. I mean, it's brilliant fun, <laughs> honestly. I mean, I, we, I bought that new and there was something dramatically wrong. Yeah. And um, I was quite happy to have a long-term project. And um, it has been brilliant fun. I mean, I have shipped an entire interior over from the yeah. UK <laughs> and a three-piece prop, prop shaft. shaft yeah. um, three-piece? Yeah, three-piece on that because it's a long wheelbase. Oh, so okay. it has an extra carrier bearing in, um, in that Interesting. One. Yeah. Um, and then we rebuilt the, uh, the engine. The whole engine came out. I got... Um, Injectors. Yeah, injectors, a a whole load of stuff I got over from the UK, some stuff you guys got as well, um, and away we went. Yeah, and we're still going. So the engine was rebuilt. I think we had had an issue with the timing of the injection pump. That Mm -hmm. was... They can only be half... They can only basically be 180 degrees out. They're, they're, they've turned one turn too far or they're not in line with the with the timing, which is quite foolproof, but we've been proven here that that's not exactly the case. Mm. And the pump has now been rebuilt, so we've had that issue to rectify. The only problem we've got now is whether or not, and it shouldn't have, but whether or not it's damaged the injectors and whether it's well, okay. affected the rest of the timing ah. on the engine. So that's the latest news then, is it? Yes, currently, yeah. Uh, so oh, the, yeah, sorry, I forgot you were looking for an update. Yeah, I'm trying to So what's the plan for that then? You're a diesel on the testing um, testing rig? Or? So injectors out and do what we were trying to avoid and, and take the engine apart. And Because there's no way to mechanically check compression without running the engine We've got glow plug holes, but there's no compression tester that will go in there that won't get broken by that. The compression's quite high. Right. Wow. Well, that's unfortunate. That's a design flaw, isn't it? No. No, that's just the way it is. Yeah. 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 So, uh, well, and let, let, me, let me understand that a little bit more. So, uh, at this stage, we think that there could be an injector issue or something different. Well, I'm hoping that there isn't an injector issue. But then again, if we find a faulty injector, that's great news because that solves a lot of issues. We've got diesel knock, basically, when the engine's running. Yeah. But we've also got a situation where it's smoking out the back. And I used to smoke out the back. It's <laughs> a long time ago, I must say. And it's... Um, so, to me, I'm hoping... There, there seems to be diesel in the oil. Well, there is diesel in the oil. So I'm hoping an injector's leaking just constantly. That's explaining some diesel in the oil. It's explaining the smoke. The diesel knock, I'm hoping, isn't because it's hydraulic in from leaked fuel. Because if it's hydraulic in from leaked fuel, we've got issues. Okay. Sounding... So is that that good, what you're hoping for there, Glenn? It's never good to be hopeful. That's... You just need to know. And, and And the problem... The problem becomes... If... Diesel is pouring into the cylinder and yeah. they try and compress. Uh, you can't compress a liquid. Right. So something has to give. Now, diesels are very, very resilient. And I've seen, I've messed up a few in my uh, early years in particular. Didn't tell so, me this before. <laughs> diesel too. So <laughs> they do take a lot of hammer and a lot of stick. But if there's fuel raw and over what the engine can deal with in the cylinder and it tries to compress that, normally yeah. what will happen is the valves will bend. Okay. That would be normally what would happen. We have a noise consistent with that, but it's not forced to be that. We could be having two separate issues. Mm. So now we're in a position where it's 
we've got to do what we've got to do. We've got to open up the engine. So, so I understand. So you can take the head off, have a look at the valves, and then yeah. at the same time, send the injectors for testing. The injectors will go for testing while we're stripping the head. Where right. do you test injectors? Who? So Euro Diesel company here that okay. use uh, Bosch equipment, and they do them. We've used the uh, Cummins guys as well mm. for helping us out with the pump. Okay. So it's uh, a pretty diesel stuff's pretty specialized, really. Unfortunately, here, yeah, because there's not many people that yeah. use diesels. There are obviously a lot of the heavy stuff, but they don't. This right. is irrelevant. This is still clusters, you know, kind of light commercial. I can't think why. <laughs> Everybody could have this experience. <laughs> More people would use them. I prefer working on diesel than petrol. Yeah. And that's, again, because I was a dealer technician and everything in the UK was diesel. We, the only petrols yeah. we got were GTIs or some of the bigger V8 special stuff and then the W12s. Mm. So, okay. So that one has been our long-term project and ongoing. So thank you for that. For what are you going to use that for? Just is that uh, going to be washing window washing stuff? A window cleaning. Oh, okay. So we we carry a thousand liters of, of um, very pure water that we spoke about. In, What's that way? What's a thousand liters way? That's a uh, ton. Ton. Yeah, metric mm. ton. Um, <laughs> with no baffles in it. With no baffles in the tank. <laughs> of course so you not. Stop the van. <laughs> it's a fun name on the suspension. <laughs> But we reinforce the floor so that there's no chance of it going flying forward. But it is quite an odd motion to go down this. Yeah. Which is quite fun. But, um, yeah, it, we, we haven't had a problem with it yet. Mind you, we haven't no. crashed one yet, to be fair. But in, technically speaking, when we looked at the, uh, the specs in the UK, where they do actually have baffles, um, we basically built a more beefed-up version of that in mm. case of accidents. So, fingers crossed, we'll be just fine. Okay, good. And there's also a full metal partition in between. Oh, the tanks are not going anywhere. Definitely not. Hopefully not. Um, So the next one that I was going to drop down to was, um, I've got V52. This is our code, by the way. So our vans, first letter, last two numbers is kind of how we refer to them. Because when you've got quite a few vans, you you, you can't remember which one's which. So um, V52 had been in previously um, with you guys. And then a report from the driver was, it's gone noisy again, boss. So we'd taken the head off um, L08 previously, put the head on to V52. That's right. We were going to scrap the engine, but it was only for smoke. So the rings had gone. So we used the head because the hydraulic tappets had failed on the original head. So we swapped the head over, and we now have an oil pump problem. Oh, is that it? Oh, wait a second. Oil pump problem, I've just got that. Have you just got to that, James? Okay, so an oil pump problem suggests, yet again, (laughs) second vehicle, a lack of circulation of oil, and now the engine is very noisy. Now the engine is noisy on the bottom. Did he say what kind of noise it was? From the pump, not the engine. Oh, oh, we might be all right. So we might be okay. And we've taken the pump off of L08. Yeah, yeah. So we've not had to break into any of the other engines that Great. we've got. And we'll put that on. Oh, that'd be good. Oh, I might get away with this. So hopefully we will, because it, it's not noisy. And the the oil light's on time to time. When the light's on, there's a noise. Yeah. And the pump starts. Sorry, you get a noise, then the light comes on. Got it's it. the pump that's the noise, yeah. Right. Well, that's interesting, James. Because but isn't the pump on all the time, the oil pump? Yeah, but they wear out on the oh, drive. okay. All right. Yeah. And our failures, I mean, we, we normally have about four engine failures a year on the transporters. That's which, pretty good, actually. Well, it is. We, four. Think, we do three and a half thousand uh, kilometers a day yeah. um, on, the, on the vehicles. So um, as a result, that isn't, that isn't bad. Yeah. But we keep engines with Glenn because we know it's going to happen. Okay. So I'm Where buying, do you find the engines? Ah, see, this is a secret <laughs> stash. Yeah, well, this, this is a, a secret, but we're going to run out soon, aren't we? There is a bit of a problem. <laughs> 
which is, so basically for years, I actually found out accidentally, Glenn probably knew this, but before we met, I was in a situation where I couldn't get another transporter engine in the Middle East. Mm. So I decided to wing it and see whether or not we could get another engine that would fit. It hadn't been done previously in the world that I could find anywhere. (laughs) So obviously that's perfectly possible. So I actually kind of eyeballed a few areas. Having spoken to Glenn afterwards, I was eyeballing entirely the wrong places (laughs) to to work out whether or not this engine would fit. And I found that a Beetle engine was very, very similar to the Transporter engine, but obviously all it's been pulling around is a Volkswagen Beetle rather than a Transporter. So therefore, with a little bit of machining, which is uh, kind of needed for dipstick, I think it is, isn't it? Dipstick tube and sump, yeah. That's it. Then we couldn't, they, they fit really well. The only difference is when you put them all back, they're much quieter than the engines that were in there yeah. before that have been pulling around the transporter. Exactly the same power output, et cetera, et cetera. So that's what we did. And we're probably, uh, we're probably about, I don't know, 20 engines in, and they've done at least a million miles on the replacement wow. engines. Who would have thought? So it's worked really well. But we also managed to do it for diesels when there were diesel transporters here. And again, that was never done anywhere else in the world. And you're putting beetle oh, engines is, in. It is now. Actually, interestingly enough, I posted on one of my geek forums. Yeah. And, um, and then in the UK... <laughs> one, one of the geek forums. <laughs> one How of many are you on? Sorry. Every <laughs> geek forum. Um, and now in the UK, it was as a result of that, that having been tested here. And again, that was a visual, nothing more. That is a standard now that's being used in the UK because the Beetle engine, diesel engine, is much cheaper than the, uh, than the, uh, the uh, equivalent for the transporter. Wow. So, yeah my little claim to fame the axb engine in case anybody wants to know so how long have uh what have you what are you gonna have to do for this sump to determine unfortunately if- for the oil pumps you have to take the engine out oh really yeah that's that's bad design yeah it is actually isn't it good thing is though you can it's like the rear crank seal which we'll get to on t70 that one it's engine out i mean you get it out in four or five hours and then do the job it takes longer to clean than Put back, really. Yeah. T70. Oh, and you're supposed to be delivering that back today, aren't you? Yeah, it's done. Oh, it's done? Yeah, yeah it's oh, done. Yeah. We've done that already, yeah. That's good news, yeah. because the girls this morning, the reason why I actually needed this update was the girls said, uh, we've kind of run out of fans. <laughs> what do you mean we've run out of fans? We've got loads of them. Like, no, we've got none left. Everybody is using what we've got. And then when I actually went through it, I managed to liberate two vans that a couple of the spare drivers have been driving around in. I'm like, shove them in a, a Fiat. They can go in a Fiat so we can get these back. It's a pretty dusty one outside of Powerworks as well. A little Fiat 500 sitting there. Oh, that's my scrap one. I've oh, got a scrap, scrap one of those one. Yeah, as well. a scrap one there. Yeah. Yeah, mine is a windscreen now after I sold it. That was a classic. <laughs> that car's with us. Oh, yes, it is. I, I spoke to him yesterday. Yeah, he from, recovered him from Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Okay, so that wasn't me, by the way. That was <laughs> That's totally him. Um, so we basically, in between getting the car tested, hmm. two days later going to transfer, the windscreen was cracked. Now, I was kind of selling a car that had a windscreen. Yeah. So quite legitimately, the... Um, I agreed with the seller that we would um, we would get that replaced. And the phone call came to Glenn, which was, mate, I'm in deep, deep trouble here. <laughs> I've got it. So it had passed its test, but I need to do the transfer there and then because at the end of the day, I think it was all the next morning, it was going to Abu Dhabi. And this is while the borders are closed. So major, mm-hmm. major issue. Glenn, bless him. Don't worry. It'll be fine. We can do it. And he did as well. So he sorted it for me. But we had the scrap one. So we took the windscreen oh, out of my okay. scrap for it, whacked it in this one that we'd sold. Next morning, off they went to Abu Dhabi. 
So thank you for that. That's, that's great fit. It's done me in a couple of times, actually. <laughs> I had to take a radiator off of it. Saturday at like 11.30. Oh, yeah. Speaking heat in no shade. Like on the corner where I was never going to get shade. So it doesn't matter when I waited till. There was no chance of any shade. So I'd take the radiator off of that. And then uh, the windscreen as well. That was nice inside. But at least I was taking it out. If I'd have been putting it back in, that would have been a different story. But I didn't do that. So that was good. Nice something so uh, okay so t70 is all done rear crank um crank seal we said yep um steering pump top mounts all done nice. right and we need a new steering pump mm, that was a the service report steering pump and top mounts Whoa. now explain to me about the steering pump because the steering pump that we get on the beetle engines will that work yeah we don't swap the pumps over unless no sorry we do swap the pumps over because we know on the one, it's a complete breakdown. We know yes. the one on the one we're swapping it from works, just in case. See, there's your other problem. People mm. talk about second-hand parts on the whole, and yeah. it's something that, because we've got such a large fleet, and when, when failures happen, if I've got a second-hand part, I'm going to push Glenn to use it. But it comes with a serious caveat emptor, because there is a very good chance that that is going to be a defective part. And we have to do it simply by the fact that, A, yeah. we've got it sat there anyway, but unless it's an enormous amount of labour, it works out more sensible for us to use that part, pay the additional labour to get it out of wherever mm. it is and then get it in, um, than to actually go for the new part because of the markups that are here. Mm. Mm. Parts, parts can be a real killer to the... Because I love the VWs and I love the vans and then you see we're going to get to one, an EGR valve and it's like... What, what's an EGR valve? Exhaust gas circulation. Oh, okay, yeah. So, um, I we think talked we about those last week. Last week, yeah. So basically, good. Thanks for listening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he is good like that, isn't he? Basically, you saw me gla glassing over at one point there. <laughs> basically, those valves are um, they're vacuum operated. They're also electrically controlled as well, but they get exhaust gas, so they're full yeah. of carbon and they stick mm. and they fail, and then they'll damage the electrics and they'll seize inside and break. So you get a lot of faults with them. They're like. Well, 1,300 dirhams. 1,350 to be exact. I got wow. the quote. Yeah, Connie's not going to figure They're out. They're not cheap. It. No, no, it's but so second expensive. hand, I can get one for 200. Okay. Uh, yeah, but. Now, this is where the problem is. Now, what we now know is the failure rate is at least 50% on a second hand one. That's huge. Labour, I think, Glenn, is one hour to get it. Yeah, one. an hour, yeah. In which case, so I've got a labour rate uh, for one hour plus a 200 dirham part. I can work on a three to one ratio. <laughs> before it becomes economic to buy that new part. Yeah. Now, when you're operating a fleet, you've got to think that way. What we do need to talk about because of this situation now where we've got no more second-hand ones yeah. is potentially doing a little bit like we were doing with the wiring harnesses before, yep. a preemptive check on those harnesses to make sure we've got no water ingress is, would be a delete kit for the EGR. Ooh. A delete kit? What's that about? So we basically would block it off I mean it's and we can do that yes but I've not done it on the this um, it's, it's one of the things that people do in performance upgrades but they also oh, do it performance so it's why, do, gonna, why does it even have this thing in the first place if you can delete it well because we've got to save the rainforest don't right. we so, it, so environmentally it's, it's a and good thing and it is thing. a good idea the problem is particularly here because there's so much carbon yeah. because the fuel's rubbish and the, the air's not dense enough it, it's really really carbon heavy the mm. emissions it, it recirculates as it says the exhaust gas yeah. and let's see burn again in the engine helps purge out as well so mm. 
it's just one of those situations where so you're not designed in a way that it's just accepted that it's going to get dirty the problem is when it's dirty it's not a serviceable kind Mm. of dirt and the 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 actual work involved in taking it off to clean it you're very very likely we used to call it kill or clean like we if you took it off to clean it, you're either going to kill it, so the car came in with no issue and you're going <laughs> to give it a problem, or you're going to fix something that they didn't know needed fixing, and then that's great. But you, And I ain't going to take that risk right. with a car with no problem. So a lot of people delete them, and it's just down to performance and preventing these issues, which can be quite expensive. So that might be something preemptively to think about now. On the... T6 ones, the next generation, which you've got. Have you driven that one yet? No, I haven't. Oh, weapon. <laughs> really? It, see, all I got from Ryan, who's our office driver, was it drinks quite a lot of fuel, sir. That was all I got. It's definitely, definitely more efficient on fuel. Definitely. But it's a turbo. So, <laughs> so it's getting enjoyed. So, definitely so more efficient it's, on it's fuel. The, it's the stoplight Grand Prix on this thing. It's an animal. It's proper. Really it's good. Quick. Yeah. yeah, really oh, good. Why don't you tell me this one? I bought it. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Right. In which case, that one, whoever is the driver of that one today is getting turfed out. <laughs> taking that one. Yeah, it's really, really good. Excellent. Okay. Yeah, we'll drive that. Um, so next one, Glenn, I've got, uh, what have I got here? I've got O26. I forgot my glasses today, which on a day when you're doing textile size is um, not good. Seat belts, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, in fact, you know what? You can read it and that way I've starred the ones Then that way we can use your youth tell power. O26 starred. Sounds like a bingo. There. Okay, yeah. O twenty six under so, the O26. Do this 50 times in a week. I'll tell you what. <laughs> So this one was the seatbelt on the two-seat? Yeah. See, this van, this van took a, seems to have taken a lot of flack. Have I got a gorilla in the passenger seat on this one? Do they? Are you consistent with... I'm never sure. Are you consistent? One van, one driver? Yes, normally. Well, then, yeah. <laughs> I thought maybe it makes sense to keep the same in each van, I suppose, yeah. But, yeah, the seatbelt is... It would have been easy if we could have just changed the backrest, but we've had the issue yeah. before where... Yeah, they don't, the they don't match. So identical vehicles, which yeah. have very similar chassis numbers, and then you find that the um, the reel doesn't actually match oh, really? the latch on the bottom, oh, which really? doesn't... The Also, the connector, which then goes um, onto those so that you know whether or not um, the seatbelt's being used, mm-hmm. which we use to tr- as part of our tracking on um, oh. the Geotab, which okay. is critical for us, um, doesn't, doesn't match. It's just really, really odd. Um, so again, what is it? Full full replacement required. So no, we'll, we'll take the belt out. The belt's fine, but the seats are different um, fabric design. Oh, okay. So we didn't want to have a problem with the RTA. Yeah. With the seats not matching, mm. so we're just going to take. Would the they look at that? Out. Yeah. Oh really? I'm not too sure why. <laughs> I think it's a sign of a major accident. They ah. assume it's a major accident. Oh. Airbags gone off because some. Not vans, but some have airbags in the seat, and there'd be no other real reason to do that mm-hmm. okay. in their initial inspection, yeah. I would imagine. So, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, that one's actually, in fact, when I get back, that will be finished because that was very, very close. Nice. To being finished. That's two vehicles today. It is yeah. finished. No, it is finished. It, it is, is finished because I had to move it to do the X5. It is finished. Oh, great. That's good news. Okay. Yeah. What else have I got, Glenn? Next. Yeah. Are we quite far down now? Yeah, we are. We're there. T70, we've said is ready. T70 is ready. Right, we've done that one. So it's, that's still two vehicles done. 
V52 oil pump we've talked about already. Which is not the engine, which I was sure That's was very good. the engine. That's happy. Happy and days. And uh, V59 EGR. EGR mm-hmm. as well. Wow. Okay, so the ones that I haven't told you about. Um, <laughs> so Glenn's face. Let me get my dobber out. My yeah, yeah. I dobber. Bought, <laughs> I bought another Fiat. It gets transferred this afternoon. Oh. It, this one's good. This one's really good. Two, 2016. <laughs> I, I'm just going to say two letters. This one's good. M G. Hey, that's a hey, this month. Oh yeah, yeah, done this month. What he means is August. We, what it doesn't mean is necessarily this year. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> could be next but, August. Yeah, no, we've actually had a ship. It's been shipped. The part is Sorry, on the way. That was with yeah. a P on the end, was it? Well, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Have you got a buyer for this vehicle once it's sold? Absolutely not. Okay. No, there's there's no and way. No one who's listened to this podcast is going to want to go anywhere near it if they've well, listened to them in the past. Kev, Kev is not to know that we've had these issues with the MG. <laughs> but here's a sign for you. So Kev, bless him. Since um, oh, he's getting the Volvo. Yeah, I know, but on his last trip, so we, we normally, when we're in trouble, we call Kev in Ireland and we say, look, mate, is there any way we're that busy that you can come over for a while? Anyway, so he came out for three months last time around. And that was, he finished in May, so three months before that, okay? The promise to him on that one was he was going to get the MG for that period. So that was May that he left, and we're now in August, which means it's at least seven months that it's been yeah. there, I think. Yeah, and the I didn't have a where I didn't have a work. I signed for the warehouse pretty much the same day it went to MG. I don't think you were born the day that it went to MG. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so anyway, the Fiat. The good news is it's a hundred horsepower engine. We have a spare. I only want models. to know the chassis number because if it starts with three C, it's a Chrysler one, and we can't get parts here. Uh oh. Oh, here we go. This is it. The, the phone is coming so out. So the Chrysler one, I think, is the multi-air. Normally, yes. Yeah, yeah. So right. it's not that one. Now, I really like the multi-air it's got a much better gearbox. So I bought, I bought a packet of those <laughs> previously. But you can't get parts. No, I know. But Glenn, I mean, he says this, but deep down, he's clearly extremely So is it a three? Uh, let's see what the VIN number. Here we go. Here we right. go. Uh, he's looking. Oh, wait a second. Dun, dun, dun. I did have that. I did yeah. have that. Where is it? Where is it? That's what you call organization. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I've got a problem here. This way we need to go to a song. Play yeah. a song, James. Oh, I can do that. I can actually. I've got uh, LaRouche. We've got some music from LaRouche. She uh, did the catching up tune, and uh, that's an interesting one. That was really I'm, good. I, I'm going to have it on my phone in literally but we got, 30 seconds. Yeah. There we go. Little blues. Look at that. Argentinian woman, LaRouche. Oh, is it? Oh, I thought I'd recognise that from a movie that I saw a few years back. Wait till you hear her voice. All right, we'll fade out LaRouche. ZF, that's what we wanted. <laughs> right. So, yeah, the good news is it is a ZF Whoa, chassis code. there we go. So I've dodged half a bullet. However, I did go around it with a paint thickness tester. Uh, who goes around a car with a paint? Oh, okay. You want to see I if it's through, been smashed up. I, go I got you. A yeah, I got you. Thickness tester. If it hasn't, he doesn't buy it. Yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> not true. However, it doesn't necessarily put me off if I can work out what's actually happened and I know where, um, where we are. The good news is it hasn't had a back or a front. Just both sides and a roof. No, the roof's fine. <laughs> 
Yeah, both this sides. This is a 500, right? Fiat yeah, 500? Yeah, yeah, and both sides, including the front wing, which is odd because the rest of the panels, the bonnet is original. Um, so I'm not feeling as though I'm in deep trouble. No, shopping trolley or something, that's fine. Scratched it down the side, painted it. Don't, just that's the other side. No, no, I've <laughs> that's got, the other side. That's the other side. But do you remember that um, the Jetta that we looked at, the white Jetta? Yeah. And we had that one panel that came in at like, that's right. In the twenties, yeah, and we both went. Ooh. <laughs> well, this one came in at twenty eight. Oh, which is so the basically when you um, when you spray in a car and it's original, yeah, it should come in at three to four hundred microns is kind of the maximum that you yeah. would allow. Anything more than that, um, you would question mark. So that would turn up on my gauge as three or four, and this panel came in at twenty eight. Okay, so. We're pretty clear that this one not only has, it's I, I, it's not a shopping trolley down the side because that wouldn't take much filler to be able to do before you it's do a it. a jackass shopping trolley straight into it, I think. <laughs> that that mm. would be fired out of a rocket yeah. at it to be able to do 28. So we know that I've got uh, something significant back there that, um, mm. that wasn't necessarily knocked out particularly well. So yeah, we've got a little bit of fun and games on that. But the good news is, Glenn, the driving experience is probably going to be okay. But obviously I bought it without driving it. <laughs> Hold on a second. Yeah. The driving experience is probably going to be okay. But oh, by the way, Glenn, I bought right. it without driving it. Right. Well, I was in a bit of a rush. <laughs> and bizarrely, right. how this happened was in the middle of the renovations that we've been talking about, yeah. the jackhammers got too much for the family. So on a Friday when we don't have anyone there, I'm like, right, I'll take you away for the night. It'll be absolutely fine. But I need to be back for nine o'clock to let everybody in on a Saturday morning. I'm then sat over breakfast, because I'm not the best dad in the world, looking at my phone going, I need another Fiat. And there, on Facebook, is this Fiat. But I'm already at 7.30. I knew that at 9 o'clock I've got to be at the house. So I did what every decent dad does, and I shuffled down the food, explained to the kids it's been really nice to know them, and went off to go and see this Fiat. But I was too short at the time to be able to take it for a drive. Mm -hmm. So I started it up. I did the traditional I know nothing rev <laughs> and called it good agreed the price of the way we went so I've the been, I know nothing rev is where you just gun it down on the fire <laughs> then like the knowing oh it sounds good yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Ooh, ooh, oh yeah. that sounds good hold out your hand let's do it well I always like the one that uh, and I've, Joey Wu and I have had this one going forever yes when he was working at the dealer, Bruce Bissell, Pontiac Buick, and all the guys looking under the, the hood, under the bonnet there, looking at the engines. We always say, oh, mighty fine looking manifold you got there. It's like, you know, what, what are you looking at? It's like, oh yeah, it's a good engine. It's like, yeah. how can you tell it's not even running? I've had him from many service <laughs> managers under a bonnet. They don't want to come and, they don't want to know anything about it. You're looking at, what are you looking at? And then you just say any word to them. <laughs> See you later. So... Yeah, nice plastic these days, isn't it? Yeah, oh, wow, that's great plastic. Anything, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you gave it the old rev? Oh, oh yeah, I gave, gave it a quick rev. I mean, I didn't, I didn't rev it too high because, you know, you don't want to really put off the seller for selling it to you. <laughs> and um, also, the other thing is they are known for being prone to blowing gearboxes. Oh. Okay. Well, the good news is I already knew I had another gearbox anyway. Uh -huh. So if it comes to it, that's not the end of the world. And Glenn's, it's fresh in Glenn's memory of replacing those gearboxes. So, um, oh, actually, that was the that Chrysler. Was, that, that was, was an a, automatic, yeah, a proper a auto. Yeah. yeah, okay, well, this is like a manual auto. Do you want, manuals, do you want to explain that one? Glenn? Exactly the same as the M5. So, yeah, uh, it's basically a manual gearbox with a hydraulic mm. unit which operates the clutch. There is a clutch, 
as traditionally as you'd expect and instead of having a pedal to press yourself there's a hydraulic unit that does it which kicks you out of the car every time it changes gear <laughs> wasn't that the same on the smart cars i used to have as well didn't they have that setup? They, they definitely did, had yeah, a, they did, yeah. yeah terrible yeah. they were. Shocking. What was I thinking? Honestly, they almost <laughs> made the MG look plausible. <laughs> Don't you think? What, which we car slated was MG. We slated MG last week wait, as wait, well. I feel no, bad for it. Neither of those are the worst car that I've owned, Glenn. You, you know what the worst car is that I've ever bought. The worst car you've ever bought, as in a financial... Thing. Kind of everything. What do you think is the worst car that I've bought? You've worked on it. The GL. No, that was that was great to drive, and admittedly, I shredded two suspensions. But no, that was that was great to drive. No, this one is notorious across all lists as being one of the worst cars ever made, and it's Italian. Uh, you've owned an Alfa, have you? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, I should have owned an Alfa. No, okay. Right, this is the clue that's going to break the back of it. Okay, it has three front seats. Oh, you've told me about this car before. I thought you I love you, a car with three front seats. No, I didn't, did I? Sure I didn't know. It also, and this is in Dubai, it also had a natural gas option <laughs> for it. Now that's a car. 1.5 Fiat Multipla. What a shocking vehicle. Honestly, if I could drop this mic now. What a shocking vehicle. <laughs> drop the mic I you're ready to talk about, yeah. This wasn't... Natural gas option. option. That's yeah, the it, one that had the awful, the weird shape around the bottom of the screen, right? So mine was a Mark II, right, rather okay. than Mark One, And it takes some real genius to be able to make a Mark II that looks even worse than the Mark One that was classed as being one of the ugliest cars of all time. <laughs> but they did. They put the intern on it and they, said, make it worse. They achieved it, which was quite something. <laughs> they also, on this particular car, what's quite clear now... Is it three bucket seats, by the way? I'm, I'm interrupting. What was it? Three, three seats. Yeah, three them, separate yeah. seats. Yeah. Um, but the oddest thing is, Italy is quite sunny, isn't it? Okay, and this car's made in Italy, yet basically anything plastic oxidised due to UV. And I'm like, how does this work yeah, in Italy? Yeah, the body panels do that in Italian cars as well, and they're metal, and they, they just fall apart. They, they, I mean, it's just, I don't know what they do to them in Italy. Maybe they just, you know, it's the August holiday, I think, that does them in. Maybe that's, it's that, that they two put cars together in August, yeah. it's like, that's it, yeah, forget about it. Well, that one was, was fascinating. It was just going to be a runaround for the staff, and we thought, this car is just so ridiculous. We've got to have it. And it was really cheap, really, really cheap. No, I'm thankful I never saw the multiple. I'm amazed you didn't see the multiple. I might have to get another one now. Oh. So I think we bought it for 4000 We spent seven on it. <laughs> we managed to get a maximum of, I think we did one drive of like 30 kilometres. Before it broke down. Yeah, again. And then I think we sold it for two. <laughs> so bought it for four, put seven into it, yeah. sold it for two. Yeah, two I mean, that's really beans. economics. Two magic beans. Yeah. Oh. But it was highly entertaining owning, uh, owning that. And that was another one that Dan and I jointly owned. So, yeah, we're not, we're not doing multiples anymore. Most people do this. So th we had a lady come in on Sunday night with a beetle. For, she's desperately desperate wants to buy a beetle so an Irish what lady is she looking the at? new shape the, okay. the outgoing shape right. she desperately wants a beetle convertible she's oh, brought yeah. me two so far they've both been American oh right well, which they're smashed both been and I mean yeah. totally smashed well this car drove through the door it's a petrol stunk a diesel so straight away <laughs> we know it's been washed underneath with diesel because it's yeah, obviously yeah. leaking oil everywhere 
got in the car, it's keyless start, it started and then said keyless start error. So there's two antennas in these, they're, they're in the front and in the back. I'd look round the back, the back light's loose, the bumper's got, <laughs> the bumper's been painted with a roller and obviously smashed in. The door on the right hand side is so far into the back quarter that you can't open it. And but she should have noticed this, wouldn't she? She's not seen it, so she oh, okay. asked the guy to bring ah. it in first for us to check it. There's more filler than steel on the car. Oh, man. It's an absolute wreck. It'd been upside down. Is it still available? <laughs> <laughs> and the car, they were asking for 37000 for oh, it. Oh, man. Six, See, six or seven days before that. So it was like it, uh, Sunday. So like five days prior to that or something like that, she was out with her friends. And one of them knew a salesman at Alnabuda, Volkswagen. Oh, we've got a 2017, it's still got two years of warranty on it. We'll do it for 77k. I'll I'll do away with my commission. I was like, she sent me a message, I'm sorry it's late. Is what do you think? I was like, take the hands off, like get yeah. it. Two years warranty, you've got no need to worry. Oh, okay. Another drink later. Forgot someone had put a bid on it and they ended up selling it for eighty nine. <sighs> Devastated. Devastated. See that happens quite a lot. Because uh, as we, I think we mentioned before, I've got access to uh, quite a lot of the auction sites in Dubai, and for me, cars are a real hobby. I'm absolutely mm. passionate about um, about not really the work on it, which is where Glenn comes in, but but just owning and having different cars, I really enjoy. But they come in different categories. The whole Pajero thing is really clear cut, which is accident free, must have a really good service history, mm. and I, I want no problems at all with that. Then we have the project cars, which are the, the, the additional ones that we tend to do, which is, has to have been derelict, without a doubt, has to look like there's no chance of getting this car fixed, and then we'll have a go at that. And then we have the other ones, which are just oddballs. We've just got to have it. It's going to be horrific, but let's do it anyway. And those are kind of the three categories that we work in. Paul Glenn gets all three of those <laughs> categories, and as a true professional... It's, it's not something that he wants to do to literally deliver the news that you bought another absolute piece of rubbish. There is only the good side of it, though, and this isn't every cloud moment, but the good side is there's two types of customer. So there's the customer that uses their car to take their children to school and then go to the office, and then they need their car. They've literally got 10 minutes out of the week where they're not driving in some somewhere. They come in in a car that they think is great because it starts every morning and it goes and stops and then it starts again. And then you do a service on it, it's been neglected and there's a massive list. There's never any good news for anybody like that. You, even if you've got to pay for the service, that's bad news. Yeah. Then there's the customer that proactively services the car, that repairs the car and almost not happy because nobody's happy in that regard as, oh, it needs this great, but they are appreciative of the effort that's gone into giving the report and getting the repair done and then seeing the value in it at the end. Now, for an everyday person that comes in for service, if you top up their screen wash with some additive and you take the service light out, that's pretty much all they'll notice and give it a clean. That's all they'll notice. There's nothing to justify the five, six, seven hundred, whatever dirhams for the service. But somebody comes in with a project, the one that springs to mind straight away is the old Tuareg. Yeah. Hmm. and that then get it process. running and I ran that car for a long time did thousands of kilometres in it it was great and yeah. the, and there's a there's a I did can, love that you one. can that see the project. you can see the improvement on it 
and see where you start and where you finish and and those those are the jobs that you really that you really want it's 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 a volume business if you're doing service but there's not really any joy in that there's no fun in it there's no there's never good news to anybody unless they're expecting to spend 20k and they only have to spend 10 which is mm. okay a bonus but they've still had to spend something but in the rest in, in going a bit far with it but I suppose in restoring a car like we did with the Touareg like we're doing with the Sprinter like we're doing with other, like the Volvo and to a certain degree from a place of desperation to a point of I can drive it again and enjoy it that's good there's often a good relationship there and you can have a decent time doing it I think I think my most favourite was uh, the Armada which um, I think at the time no keys right no keys whatsoever (laughs) and um, it baffled I mean literally I've I've got really good car key guys and it took him three attempts over three days to get it but they threw us a really good curveball which was they included a Nissan key in the sale (laughs) but it wasn't any relation to the vehicles it turns out Yeah, I still well, got that key actually. Yeah, I do I remember have a good finding it. You said there was no key, and I was like, oh, "There's a key here." No, that's not the key. Okay. But this one was um, MSMBD uh, auction, so it was obviously a reclaim that had been left, and um, it uh, it basically was. I mean, it was derelict. It was yeah. really, really yeah. derelict. <laughs> but the the fundamentals of the car were obviously really good. The interior was immaculate, absolutely mm. lovely. The exterior, it was quite clear that the damage that had been done to the car was from its storage. So um, a paint thickness test kind of confirmed um, yeah. that to a large degree, apart from a couple of panels. Um, so I knew that it was a really good base to start with. And I absolutely love driving Armadas. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, anyway, they do. Just the, it, it's an odd one, that claim with the Armada, because the engine is the same one that they've got in the standard V8 um, Patrol, uh, 317 brake horse. However, it just... It, it sings in an Armada, mm. whereas I think in the Patrol it's, it's not quite as good, um, which is why actually I went for the bigger engine on, on my one, just because I didn't like the drive on um, for that. But they are just great cars, and it's also a car that I feel really kind of looks after you. You know, yeah. it's, it's a big car, but they don't they don't break down willy nilly. If they if an Armada's going to break down, it really is in trouble. <laughs> it will normally limp you to wherever you need to go before mm. before breaking down. And for me, that's like a major thing that yeah. gives me a real a real positive feeling for a car. Yeah. But that was just a phenomenal project. Absolutely loved it, and I sold that car actually to a friend of mine, um, which has been um, has just been wonderful for him too. So very yeah. happy. There we go. Glenn, do you got anything more to add to this? Uh very tired. <laughs> if you want to know really. Uh no, it's been it's been good. Like, you know, it's it's good well, to have you, a customer's side of what you know, we just talk rubbish yeah. sometimes and it's good to have a customer's take on it. It's awesome. I'm really sorry I hijacked it, but basically awesome. it has kind of done everything that I needed it to do. So it's thanks. awesome. Thanks, thanks, guys. This is this has been yet again another awesome power work show and Glenn talked around all sorts of problems. We walked our way through them. I think anyone who listened learned something and uh, the questions to be asking as they're looking at cars, thinking of buying cars, get a paint thickness tester as well as different repairs. Well, awesome. Powerworks. That's the podcast. You want to get in touch with us. It's potaholics with a K at gmail.com across all of the socials, potaholics with a K and we'll be back with you really, really soon. Enjoy. <laughs>